Hey, welcome to Off the Wall. I'm your host, Tyler the LOL Boy, but you can call me Tyler. And I'm Preston the Magnificent, but you can call me Preston. Also joining us is our good buddy Seth from the All In Podcast. Hi, that's me, and I'm Seth, and you can call me Seth. <laughs> Seth of the Wild, maybe? Hey, there you go. That's a good one. I don't know if I <laughs> used that one on our show or not. I have to write that down. <laughs> yes. Um, today we're talking about Met- we're talking about Metroid, cooking about Metroid, and talking about Dr. Mario as a Metroid character. That what? Sorry, that Dr. Mario isn't a Metroid character. Oh, I'm dumb. Uh, we're talking about Dr. Mario as a Smash character. So join us on this episode of Off the Wall. Here we go. Dr. Mario is my favorite Metroid character Heck up there yeah. with Tetris. Dr. Metroid. <laughs> Why can't Dr. Metroid crawl? <laughs> Honestly, I think the if there was a Dr. if there was a Dr. Mario Metroid style game, the Metroids would be the uh viruses. The viruses. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So like Dr. Samus and instead of putting in pills it's literally just like energy bombs. <laughs> Yeah, it would have to be something like that, right? You'd have to you'd have to like place um either bombs as the morph ball, I guess. I don't really know exactly how that would work, but uh there's probably something there. Somebody smarter than me can probably figure that out. <laughs> I like right. the idea. Yeah. That, honestly, that's what we do on this show. We come up with random ideas. To we make games. Into... Yeah. Although <laughs> This show, we're not making games. We're going to be pitching Metroid food. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm into yeah. that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, but before we get into all that, we need to talk a little bit about what we've been playing. So, Tyler, you want to go first? I will. Um, I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart Deluxe and Smash Bros. Ultimate. I don't know. I haven't played those games in a, in a good while. Um, I was playing Arceus just a minute ago. Uh, nice. I oh, I was supposed to play Piranha Plant Cove on Mario Kart Tour before this episode, but I did. Oh yeah, that's like a new course, right? Like, isn't yeah, that like a brand, brand new... new Nitro course for Mario Kart Tour? Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe I could play that right. No, <laughs> <laughs> live review. Maybe I could play it before we get to where I talk about. Yeah, it. you you could play it when I'm going over what I've been playing. If you okay, want. I don't care. <laughs> Very chill show. Um, I have been personally playing. I finally finished Deltarune Chapter 2, and that was great. Loved it. Because, yeah, it's great. I need to go back and beat the secret boss in the first chapter now, because I haven't done that yet. Uh, and then I've downloaded a couple of Steam Next Fest demos, and I was streaming those yesterday for like an hour. Uh, I played oh, sick. 
yeah, I played Bzzzt and which is B-Z-Z-T. Great title. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just like a fun little platformer. And then I played Murtop, which is it's an arcade style game that's like Dig Dug plus Bomberman. And it's Okay. It's really fun. Like highly highly recommend you check that out. I don't know if it's coming to Switch because again it's arcade style, so it's like arcade aspect ratio, but I could see it. I could see it coming to Switch and they managed just had, Donk, they managed Donkey Kong. I just had so much fun with that demo. That was such a fun demo. To, so to wait, hear. I didn't realize Steam Next Fest was still going on. I thought it ended already. No, it it ended. I just had the demos installed from it. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> I, was, I was going to stream them uh, last week, but then the Nintendo Direct happened. Yeah. So I just ended up doing it yesterday. Usually I stream Wednesdays and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Wednesdays is variety, whatever I won't feel like doing. And then Saturdays, Pokemon Emerald. But I didn't nice. do either of those last week because I was busy. And then the week before, we had the Nintendo Direct. So, yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Well, that's cool. I, I hadn't heard of those. I played um I played a bunch of Steam Next Fest demos, but I didn't play that one. That, that sounds cool, though. I had a limited pool because I only have a microphone on my MacBook. So I can mm. only choose Steam games they work on MacBook. Oh, yeah. Fair. So there, were, there weren't... There was a lot less that I could choose from, but the two that I chose from were both very good. Nice. Murtop. Murtop was super fun. Uh, all right, and I'm trying to think. I played like 10 minutes of Scarlet and Violet. Oh, Celeste, right. Ooh. So I, I, I was playing through Celeste like maybe a month ago, and then I got to one screen that I just couldn't figure out for the life of me, right? And yesterday i'm hanging out with my friend like hey you can have some soda if you beat this one screen in celeste i leave for five minutes come back and he's beaten it never played the game before (laughs) like this is the fourth area and i've been trying to get this for months and i'm like oh okay he's like done where's my soda (laughs) (laughs) and then i and then i finished my and then I finished the fourth chapter. So that's that's where I am in Celeste. And I'm still very much enjoying the game. It's a very good game. Great game, dude. I'm, ex- I'm excited you're playing that. I know you're big into like platformers. That yeah. is a heck it's of a, a platform. It's a very good platformer. I just could, there was wind and a cloud and timing mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure it out. Uh, yeah. But literally every room past that, I just breezed through. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah, it happens. And like I'm looking through, I played through the Sonic Frontiers final boss fight again so that I could do the hard mode extra thing. Get that, that little cool. final like cutscene snippet that they have there for that or whatever. Uh, secret ending. Yeah, if you if you do a hard mode, you get access to like an extra boss, and it's the same mini game style as like it's like Galaga. That's Space right. That's style. right. Because yeah. I remember before it cuts it off, like you can see how it's like yeah. about to become that, and yeah, then it just stops. Um, and then yeah. it just stops. It was, it was very weird. But yeah, if you do it on hard mode, you get access to that. So I did that. Yeah. I played through that. That was pretty fun. And yeah, I think that's it. I downloaded both the Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe demo and the Sea of Stars demo, but I haven't played them yet. Both really so. good. Really good demos, both of them. I'm so excited for Return to Dreamland Deluxe. <laughs> Coming out Friday, dude. We're getting there. I don't think I'm going to be able to get it Friday because I've been I have too many games already, but I I do want to I play that you. game as soon as possible. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, Seth, what have you been playing? Because I think that's everything that I have been playing. Okay. Um, yeah, the the big one for me, uh, Metroid Prime Remastered, obviously, uh, which I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk much more about. Um, yeah. But, but then um, uh, I, I also, so this past Friday, Theater Rhythm came out, Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. Um, and I am addicted to that. I've already put like 10 plus hours into it. And uh, it's so good. For, for anybody who doesn't know, Theater Rhythm is a rhythm game, a um, you know rhythm music game based on the Final Fantasy franchise. So it collects just hundreds of tracks from Final Fantasy. And um, it is so good. Uh, I think the plan currently, this hasn't been announced yet. I guess I'm announcing it here. Uh, I think I'm going to be reviewing it on All End this week. I think that's uh-huh. happening. I think that's the plan right now. So uh, I guess look forward to that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really good. I, I've, I've been totally addicted to it. Just the music. I mean, you know, Final Fantasy has legendary music. Uh, I'm somebody who loves video game music. And um, yeah, just like the, the way the notes are charted, the difficulty of it the options the customization the way it really is kind of like an an rpg like you can set a party with all these different final fantasy characters and yeah it's really good highly eventually get to that episode in like four weeks i'm really behind on podcast (laughs) i will it it very certainly be convinced to go play the game because your episode there's a demo for that too try the demo yeah yeah all right, I'm gonna just download that. So. <laughs> yeah, man, it's really good. I I really love it, and it's um you know the the first one on 3ds is like one of my most played 3ds games. So uh, I knew the second they announced it, I was gonna be hooked on this one. So really yeah. cool to have it. And anything else? I think that's basically it. Those are the main things I've been playing lately. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, in that case, I'm going to double check. We're moving on to the five-star review shout-outs. I don't think that we have any five-star reviews, but I'm again going to double check. What? Everybody needs to go give off the law five-star review right now. You got to give Presto something to read here on the show, man. I mean, you were Come like on. the first one, so. Yeah, I know. I'm, it's lonely here at the top. <laughs> and I'm just checking my... No, we don't have any comments in Spotify. We, we said that Easy if, you to a, do. if you've left a five-star rating, you can just leave a comment to the episode in Spotify, and we'll read that off as well. There you go. Yeah. Easy to do. Just do it. And it helps so much. People don't understand that. It always frustrates me, like, especially, um, I, I try to tell people, too, like, man, like, it, it really is very easy to do. And, yeah. like, Literally it, it, and it helps. Comments. It helps so much. So, do it's it. Like, the podcast version of hey leave a like on the video subscribe comment it's free it's easy it's quick it costs you nothing just do it yeah shia labeouf just do it (laughs) and you listener can leave us a five-star review and we'll shout it out on the show right currently we don't we don't have any for today that's fine uh no i just don't have i see uh I was like, why can't I type? And then I realized that I don't have editing access on the account that I had the notes open on. Oh, (laughs) I thought you were going to say, why can't I type? And then I realized I don't have hands or fingers. (laughs) (laughs) 
go. Yeah, that that's the issue. That's fine. Uh, but now we're going to move on to the Waluigi news. There is a Pokemon Presents happening on February 27th, and I'm excited. I, I think Pokemon could show up some good stuff. I, I think Pokemon Scarlet Violet DLC is a no-brainer. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's I also happen. think there will be some sort of mobile game, but no sign of Pokemon Sleep. I'm hoping that they'll bring uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet to Pokemon Home. Yeah, oh, is that not a thing yet? Yeah, you can't no. do that yet? Wow. Surprisingly. Dang. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I think Scarlet and Violet DLC has to be here. Um, and they, they do this every year for Pokemon Day. So, like, it was obvious that this was coming. Um, but Scarlet and Violet DLC, for sure. Um, I've been... I need... I actually need... I'm getting really sick of this. Uh, they announced, actually, years ago, I think in 2018 or 2019... Uh, the Detective Pikachu is coming to Switch. And we've not seen this at all yet. I'm like, where is it? It's driving me crazy that they haven't brought this to Switch yet. So I, I'm i hoping that's there. Uh, I guess mystery, a new mystery dungeon, I guess, was like leaked or data mined or something like that. So I guess that's probably a thing. Um, you know, probably some mobile stuff, like you guys said. Uh, Pokemon Sleep is funny. Uh, somebody's talking about this in the All In Discord today, talking about Pokemon Sleep, and I'm like, I feel like people don't actually care about Pokemon Sleep. They just like, like they just yeah, they're just curious about it at this point. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that is more of a pipe dream and probably wouldn't happen this early: an announcement of like another Legends game. Like Legend of cool. Celebi or whatever. I Celebi. Would be very happy though. That'd be cool. I um I am surprised that they haven't done another Let's Go game. Uh Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee were really uh popular. They sold yeah. really well. And I'm surprised we haven't had like Let's Go Johto yet. Um like there's also and uh, what I don't know what it would be necessarily, but like it's surprising they haven't done that yet. Uh, I would I love to see that. As well as the first ones, I don't yeah. think it was as well as the first ones, mostly because that was riding off the Pokemon Go hype, right? And that doesn't exist anymore. It's still pretty popular, but I don't know. Like, I, I think people would be excited just for like that level of a Gen two remake, and um, I also think that something that I think is almost certainly happening is some kind of news about the retro games, like the original games. I don't know if they're going to come to NSO. Um, they could, and they should. It'd be really cool if they did. Yeah. Um, especially since they just rolled out the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance apps. Um, and because we know that Pokemon Stadium is coming to N64, like it'd be super neat if you could get red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, crystal, and carry those Pokemon. And also Emerald and mm -hmm. ruby and sapphire that'd be great fire red and 
made for him. That'd be great. The the only thing that I'm a little like um iffy about though is I wonder if those games are deemed like too valuable because I feel like the Pokemon company could literally just put those games on a Switch cartridge and sell it to us for $60. Yeah. And we would all buy it. And I don't know if they would find that more worth their while than just throwing it on Nintendo Switch Online and calling it a day. I don't know. But I do think that something with those classic games is happening because if you look at the teaser for this Pokemon Presents, it starts with the Game Boy like sounds and the sprites and everything. Yeah. Like it, it definitely, it, I, I feel like if they don't have something involving that, it's like a big bait and switch. I feel like something is happening. What if th- this is just a thought like that I had during this conversation, Pokemon home. What if they added the GBA and Game Boy games to Pokemon home? Yeah. I don't know if that's like a thing that they could do, but that's, instead of having them on nintendo system they have them on their own and that would get the pokemon company more money that'd be interesting um yeah i don't know well i think to that point though i do think that there's a way to if you if they introduced um pokemon to the game boy app all of a sudden it's got a a lot of like potential functionality all of a sudden you could introduce pokemon home functionality with it and it's very easy to carry those Pokemon forward into other generations, keep them Pokemon home. You could introduce the, the functionality with Pokemon Stadium, which the Pokemon Stadium games are coming to the N64. And if you remember, like those are gated behind expansion pack. So yeah. whereas Game Boy is just in the standard version, right? So and, and GBA is behind expansion pack too. So like if they release that stuff, you now have got two reasons to upgrade from your standard NSO to expansion pack, right? So that's pretty smart. Like if they were to do it that way, um, I don't know. But but I I do think that something has to be happening with those classic games at this one. I think so. It makes so. too much sense, which is yeah. why I think it's not going to happen. <laughs> smart man. <laughs> that is a wise prediction. <laughs> yeah, what I'm expecting is like 10 minutes for their mobile games and then like 10 minutes for Scarlet and Violet DLC. That's the whole thing. You know, that's probably more realistic, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe they'll be like, Hey, Pokemon stadium, those games are coming out this month. Well, or next month, March, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think probably sometime in March. Yeah. One or both of those drop and those would be cool. Those are great games. Um, but it would be neat, like if they drop those on the Game Boy app, and then you have that to look forward to in March, that'd be cool, and it would add so much value. That that's the kind of thing um, where, like, when they put GoldenEye out, you had people signing up just to play GoldenEye for you know five minutes, realize the game hasn't aged well, and then move on. Um, yeah. But you're you're gonna get the same thing. I feel like if they put Pokemon on there, all of a sudden you have people signing up for NSO just to play Pokemon. So be cool yeah um uh tyler you you have any thoughts about this i can go close it um i guess i did notice like it's i i don't know what i think about the how they started the like the announcement trailer mm-hmm. with like the original music um i i think it might just i haven't seen any of the original trailers for Pokemon presents, but 
I wonder if they've done that before, if they do that for all of them. I don't think so. I think it's normally like a, I think it's normally like a white, like yeah. liminal was space. Like, was there a trailer? It was well, like a yeah. very, very, it was like a, a very teaser. short announcement trailer. Yeah. I think normally what they'll do is they'll have like a little like white liminal space or something. And then like a pokeball like rolls into it or something like that. Yeah. It's usually um, like a Twitter thing. Yeah. They had it on Twitter and it was just this little video of like a TV screen and you hear like the, the sounds and you see the sprites kind of forming in a circle of the original uh, sprite work. And, and yeah, to Tyler's point, like that could just be something that they're doing to like, cause it's on Pokemon day because of the anniversary. So it might be yeah. like something just kind of like recognizing the history of Pokemon. It could be literally nothing, um, but could be something. Who knows? We'll see. We'll find we out. We'll see. Uh, there's a... I, I'm fairly certain this is a rumor. I don't think this was ever announced, but there's a rumor that the Metroid Prime 4, will the price will be up to $70. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. With uh, tears, with tears of the kingdom being $70, that, that makes perfect sense to me. This isn't you the know. Nintendo drive. You can call it Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, they force me. I, I'm held at gunpoint to say Tears over there. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll kick I'll me probably off say it like that just because I know it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's exactly why they do it. <laughs> um, and then we got some new, le- it's like leaked, but also it's just on the internet. There's new Mario movie footage showing off a couple of new, uh, yeah. new stuff. Yeah, man it's cool i don't these are like uh little tv ad snippets or something like that we um yeah i i I don't know where they're airing like somebody like had posted them online i don't know if these are airing in like spain or something like that or what um you saw a bit of bomb battlefield which looked amazing that's what it looks like yeah yeah looks like it because you have the you have the cannon and then you see that like sort of like ramp the floating island Mm-hmm. It totally looks like Bob-omb Battlefield. Looks like Bob-omb Battlefield. Yeah, and, and then Toastarena also. Toastarena, that was the other big thing. I was like, mm-hmm. I remember there being another big thing, but I forgot what it was. So yes, Toastarena. Yeah. Oh, I was so excited about that. And it's so obvious that's what it is. And we saw that on on um on Toad's backpack. Yeah, there's always been Toastarena patch. Yeah, always had the patch. He also has got Fossil Falls on there, so that makes me wonder now if we're going to see that in the movie. We probably um, will. Also, falls in that art style. Would look I did. I it would look yeah, absolutely the, beautiful. Of all the areas, I wouldn't think that the the desert, whatever it's called, um, Toastarina yeah. is one of the biggest Toastarina. areas in Odyssey, though. True. It is, well, it is the it's biggest, the world. best desert theme place in mm-hmm. the Mario game because true, at least creative. Most other deserts well, are just a desert. And it makes me wonder too because um, we and I'm somebody who thinks way too deeply about Mario. Um, but if we, if we look at the, I think the second trailer where we see that shot of the map with all the different kingdoms on it, um, it makes me wonder too, if like there are people who saw sort of like a desert kingdom and maybe that just is toast arena. Like maybe that just was what that was. Uh, yeah. The thing is, if you think in Odyssey, they have the different kingdoms and then the places that you visit are certain locations in that kingdom. Mm-hmm. So Toss Arena is just part of the larger Sand Kingdom. Right. I think in the movie it'll be portrayed as like their capital city or whatever. 
maybe you'll have the rest of the sand kingdom still there yeah well it's either that or i wonder if there's like a um i i wonder if there's something where it's where it's like just a quick like montage of like different places they're going just hitting the different locations so i don't know but we've seen it it's there we saw the pyramid i can't wait all right I don't know what that buzzing was. Did you did you it hear the you, buzzing? It's your Joy Cons. Oh, it's my Joy Cons. That's <laughs> your buzzing. Your brother's buzzing your Joy Cons. It's like where where does that buzzing noise come from? Doing like the lost just, and found thing. Just click the pairing button; they'll turn off. Oh really? Mm-hmm. And it gains sentience. I didn't know that. You can press the pairing button to just I mean, unpair your Joy Cons. Well, it doesn't unpair; it just turns them off. I, I from the not. switch, they can turn it back on. I didn't know that you could do that. Cool. Uh, Tyler, you have any thoughts about the new Mario movie footage? I I don't. I don't really like. I like Fall of Battlefield for like like. I don't know. It's the only good stage well, of Mario no. sixty four. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I except for Womp's Fortress. That one's really good. Uh, Womp's Fortress is okay. It's um, better than Galaxy Two. So. I I wish. From what I saw in the trailer, um, or just the footage, Bob and Battlefield doesn't look as look very faithful to the original. Right. From what I saw. It, yeah. I, it didn't remind me of Bob and Battlefield besides the canon. I, I think it right. gave the vibes of Bob and Battlefield without being... It did. Because it doesn't need to be the exact same stage layout. Yes, That's does. what I think it is. I think it might just be a little Easter egg reference, like if you know, you know kind of thing. Um. Because I don't, I don't think it's going to be like literally Babam Battlefield. I think it's just like, hey, you see this cannon here, you see that floating island, you see this ramp, like you know what that is. Like just a little wink and a nod to fans. Yeah. Um, just like with the the Mario plumbing ad, right? People who aren't Mario fans don't know what the heck that is. Yeah. You know, they're like, yeah, seems legit to me. But like we all know that like this is an awesome reference to the Mario Brothers Super Show. It's so beautiful. It's just yeah. Amazing. I love it so much. Uh, I don't think we have. Oh, also the before I forget the deal, uh, to bring Call of Duty to N- Nintendo platforms with Microsoft went through. Yeah, yeah. So that's happening. That's I'm interesting. That. They just, by the way, they dropped that. Like I happened to be awake at like midnight last night, and they just tweeted that out just casually. It's <laughs> like okay, like this seems like pretty interesting, like news to drop in the middle of the night. Um. Yeah, they they had said this for a little while. And the reason that they're saying this, by the way, is because they're in an ongoing sort of dispute. There are people who are trying to stop the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard King from happening. Yeah. Um, and particularly like, in the UK. Microsoft's yeah. like, we don't have a monopoly. We're giving Nintendo Call of Duty. Exactly. See, it's it's all good. Nintendo, we've agreed. Ten years. Nintendo's going to get Call of Duty. See, we're going to let Call of Duty go everywhere. Um, and they even released a statement like a while ago saying like, if Sony wants to play ball, we'll let Sony have it too. So, um, and Sony's one of the big detractors of this, obviously. Uh, and I think they're actually meeting with the UK regulators like today to basically figure out like, okay, like what do we have to do? Like what stipulations do we have to agree to in order for you to allow this deal to go through? Cause yeah. they have to get basically, basically approval from all these different places. So yeah it's pulling a lot of strings 
Mm-hmm. But they're a big company. I think they. I think they'll be able to do it. We'll see. We'll see how that. And ends Nintendo's up. just like, yeah, cool. Bring the biggest franchise in the world over here. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna play it because I don't like any. I, the only shooter that I played that I've enjoyed is Splatoon and Metroid Prime. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't care about Call of Duty personally, but, like, there's a lot of people who do. And I think there are a lot of people who, like, from Nintendo's perspective, I think there are a lot of people who will uh, get it on Switch just to play it on the go, just to have it, you know, portably. And then there are the people like Tyler who want to play Call of Duty but only have a Switch. Mm -hmm. So he's excited for that. I am. Uh, Before we go, we finish the new segment, I forgot to put this in the notes we do have a couple of shooter related news from splatoon wave one of the splatoon 3 dlc is releasing february waste 28th, of money february 28th <laughs> i think wave one is a waste of money wave two is not yeah i agree wave two is gonna be fun uh and then we they also announced hey there's going to be a big run that goes from uh the 4th of march to the 6th April. of march uh, wait, why, why is it's because it's Nintendo of Europe. That's why it. Oh, the, oh the, yeah, it's a switch. Yeah. Uh, and then it's Inkblot Art Academy is the stage, and Horror Boros is the new like King Salmonid, which is yeah. very cool. Does look cool. I'm excited they're adding a new King Salmonid finally. Yeah, because like Koizuna was cool, but this thing looks. That thing looks sick. <laughs> Yeah, well, I hope they, um, I just hope they tweak it because Kohozuna is like so hard to kill. And then like, if you manage to do it, the rewards are basically random. And like, I'll like, we'll literally fight tooth and nail to kill Kohozuna. And it's like, cool. I got, you know, six bronze shards, (laughs) you know, it just kind of sucks. So I hope they tweak some of that stuff. At least give me like a guaranteed like gold or, or silver shard or something. If I manage to kill that thing, you know, it's tough to kill it. All right. Oh, and also there's going to be a level five stream that's happening on March 9th at 8. Yes. And that's I'm glad you caught that. Yes. More information on Professor Layden and the new world of Steam. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm so excited for that game, dude. That was one of my most anticipated announcements from the Direct was Layton. I love that franchise so much, and I'm so glad it's coming back. I didn't expect it to come back. And, like, Level 5 announced three games during the February Direct, and they're all going to be at this Level 5's Visions 23 or whatever. So, really cool. Oh, I can't believe Layton's back. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, uh, the last episode that we did... It was Tyler and Jake, and then I, rec- I like, basically recorded my reactions to what they were saying and like, <laughs> edited it in. Yeah. And they're like, what is Professor Layton? And then I just went on, like, a two-minute rant about, <laughs> you don't know yeah. what Professor Layton is? Like, Wait, okay. Hang on. <laughs> I love that franchise so much, man. That That is such a special series. I'm so happy it's coming back. It's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's enough news. Except for it's not, because we're going to move on to Tyler's Core Corner. Mm-hmm. So, first, I'll talk about a little bit about Piranha Plant Cove, just because I can. Um, so, it's basically based in like an abandoned underwater temple of the PD Piranhas. Um, mo- most of it's just like, I don't know, it's like, a, I don't know what else to say about it. So it's 
Wait, so it's like it's a, a it, pr- temple to pr- PD Piranha? Yeah, it's it's like <laughs> it's like a temple, like 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 an abandoned underwater temple with PD Piranha statues everywhere. They worship him there. Yes. I Whoa. Agree. I get to be all about a PD. And then for news, we're actually getting Shroom Ridge um, tomorrow oh. as of now. So cool. my fellow Mario Kart Tour players, you'll probably be playing Shroom Ridge by the time this comes out. Yeah. Shroom Ridge is such a good track. That is like literally one of my favorite Mario Kart tracks of all time. It's a great track. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't look like much, but playing it with people and the amount of close shaves you can have it's a great course anyway uh then we get to move on to our community questions we got a lot from purple riolu first question do you like 2d metroid or metroid prime better Mm. metroid prime i don't like 2d metroid at all because i get lost and i don't know where to go so metroid prime (laughs) you you have a a long-standing hatred of metroidvanias so yeah that makes sense um, I think Metroid Prime for me too. It's interesting playing Metroid Prime Remastered sort of made me like think about the things that I value in games. And I'm not that you know I love a game that has like great, strong, solid gameplay like a Metroidvania. But I'm much more about like atmosphere and story and like and that kind of stuff. And I think Metroid Prime just does that better than 2D Metroid. Um, so I think I probably prefer Prime as well, personally. And then, hey, Tyler, do you like the games that you haven't played or the games that you haven't played more? Okay, <laughs> first off, I have played a Metroid game. I played Super Metroid on the SNES. That's the only one I've played, so. I got to the, what's the big, like, guy with the, he looks like King K. Rule, but he's not King Kraid. K. Rule. Yeah, Kraid, Kraid. Right. I got I got to that boss fight on that game. I'd probably, I'd go with. I'd probably just go with Metroid Prime because it looks better than 2D Metroid. <laughs> I'm not going to be, be able to answer most of these questions. I do love them both. I do really like them both, but but I do, for me personally, I think I would give Prime the edge. All right. Uh, these next questions from Purple Riolo. She says, I consulted ChatGPT for these. Good luck. <laughs> so Purple Riolu via ChatGPT questions. Yes. In terms of storytelling and world building, how does Metroid Prime compare to the other games in the Metroid franchise? You guys have fun. <laughs> I don't I, know a thing about Metroid except Samus. You should get Prime Remastered. It's $40. That's too it's much. It's cheap. Really too much good. For a game I won't play. Um, thinking about this, I think that the, the way that it compares to the other games, Metroid Prime... The storytelling in Prime is much more, I think, uh, in the world itself. Like, you have to... The thing that's cool about... Get lore, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you scan scan logs, you get the the lore and, like, a little bit of backstory of the world that you're in and stuff like this. But the thing that I really like about Prime is that, like, you really do have to absorb, like, every inch of the environment. Like, you have to really take in the world that you're in in a way that I think you just don't in 2D Metroid. Like in 2D Metroid, you're kind of even encouraged to just kind of rush through the environment. And you don't do that in Prime. Prime is a very like slow paced kind of game. Um, And I, I I think that there's a difference there. And then 2D Metroid also, the way it delivers its story, until I would say Samus Returns in Dread, um, is very kind of like, 
um more front facing i guess like they they most of them don't even really have cutscenes until samus returns and dread a lot of times it just kind of happens and there's cool story moments but um but i would say that samus returns and dread made it like more cinematic Mm -hmm. um so there's definitely a difference in the way those games deliver their stories yeah i i think i personally prefer the metroid prime style of you kind of have to piece together everything that's happening with all the kozos and all Mm -hmm. that by reading all this lore and that's what makes you want to keep playing the game it's not like the gameplay it's like oh i want to know what happens why this is happening yeah more although i will say that dread dread has a really cool story and there are a couple of moments in dread and the game's still kind of new so i don't want to overtly spoil it but like there are a couple of really cool like story moments and world building moments in dread that are some of my favorite in the whole franchise like dread is such a good game i'm sure it is real good if i ever get through the demo i might play it uh next question also ai generated how does the music and sound design of metroid prime contribute to the atmosphere and tone of the game Oh. That's actually like a really good question. <laughs> yeah, th- these are pretty pretty good questions, ChatGBT. Um, yeah, the the music and the sound of Metroid Prime, I think, is like at least fifty percent of what I love about it. Like, it is so atmospheric. Like when you go into an area, it's got its own music. It's got its own sort of like audio tonality. It is just so like that stuff is so well done in that game it's it's beautiful beautiful music and sound and yeah i think it's like hugely important to the atmosphere what i didn't think is when i heard so the direct happened right i heard the main theme i got just a blast of absolute nostalgia like Mm -hmm. oh yeah so good and it, it does have that sort of like atmospheric it's it's just an atmospheric game that's that's the best way to describe it yeah yeah you it's it's like everything works so well in metroid prime like just the just just little tiny like attention to detail like and this isn't even really a sound design thing but like little stuff like when you look up and it's raining and you see the water droplets on your visor and you know and like whenever you use an explosive uh, a, a missile like a little bit too close and the explosive uh blast like lets you see samus's reflection in her visor like little stuff like that just really makes you feel immersed. Um, yeah, Metroid Prime does that better than almost any other game. It seems to me that um, this is a weird comparison to make it to, but Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. The original Luigi's Mansion has a tone and like an immersive factor that none of the rest of the games in the series have been able to capture. And I. It kind of feels like that. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this. I can but... see that. I can see that. Well, and, and for Luigi also, it's that's a music based thing too, right? It's the like the tone of Luigi's Mansion has a lot to do with like its art and its music and sound design, he's, and you know, just like humming as he's walking down the hallway. Like, yeah, scared. totally. Yeah, and the amount of detail that they put in these games that came out 20 years ago at this point. Yeah. It's incredible. 
Yeah. And with remastered, like they, they, I mean, it looks better, you know, but they, they didn't, um, and they, they, they made it like twin stick, you know, kind of modern shooter controls. But yeah. other than that, the actual content of the game is untouched. Like they didn't do anything to that. It just still holds up after all this time. I mean, I heard some things about the doors being the wrong way. Oh yeah. There was a, one of the developers was upset because the, the doors have like a, uh, sort of like energy field over them and they're different colors depending on which kind of um uh blast type you need to use to open them um because in metroid you shoot the doors to open them and um and and the way it was in the original games is very different than the remaster and the remaster that field is over like the whole door and in the Mm -hmm. originals it was just sort of on the outline so somebody was like upset about that that, i guess spent seven hours on that door yeah (laughs) yeah so oh well uh what are some of the key themes and messages present in the metroid prime series and how are they conveyed to the player throughout the games Mm. key themes and messages i would say that um key themes and messages with metroid prime are probably one is probably isolation um it's a very like quiet, like lonely series. Uh, Samus is a character who basically never talks. And it's not even like how in like Halo, where you have like Cortana talking to you, right? Yeah, there's like, just literally nobody there. Yeah, just nothing. That like, it, like Samus is just by herself. And I think that's kind of interesting. I think there's like an isolated sort of thing. And Um, at the end of a lot of Metroid games, Samus kind of usually is given a moment to kind of like reflect on everything she's done, um, which is really interesting. So like at prime at the end of prime, she like takes off her helmet and just sort of looks into the distance as, um, as it's all sort of like the, the, the dust is kind of settling on everything that's just happened. And so I think that they, they do a good job with that. Um, and then other things is like kind of minding your past i guess other like themes in metroid prime is sort of like learning about this ancient civilization learning about what happened to them and sort of like i guess kind of learning from their mistakes a little bit like kind of like trying to learn from history i think is maybe a theme of metroid prime but um yeah that's probably the best i could do to try to pick up themes from metroid prime though (laughs) i don't remember enough of the game because I haven't picked up remastered yet. Cause I'm waiting for the physical and I haven't played it in like five years. Yeah, man. So, that physical though. <laughs> uh, and our final AI generated question, what influence did the Metroid prime series have in the wider gaming industry and how has it inspired other games since its release? These are good questions. I don't know if the Metroid prime series specifically has really inspired anything else. Cause there's nothing really quite like Metroid Prime. Yeah. The kind of game that it is. Yeah, I would say that's true. Um, and I, I also think that, like, it's probably influenced people in some subtle ways. I think that it probably, um, when it relates to first-person shooters anyway, because the thing about Metroid Prime is they essentially took, like, a like the 2D Metroid formula and just translated it into 3D. And what I think that did was I think it made people kind of think about, oh, like our first person shooters can have more puzzly elements in them and still be shooters. So something I think about is actually Halo. Like 
Halo's a shooter, but there are times where we have to sort of go off the beaten path and do some light puzzle stuff, especially in Halo Infinite, the latest one. Um, it's a little Metroid Prime-ish, you know? Um, I think maybe that is an, is an influence that it had. Even something like Half-Life, um, which Half-Life as a series is older than Metroid Prime, but I think maybe Half-Life took a little bit of inspiration from Metroid's just sort of like pacing, like the way that it is, this sort of like slow, quiet thing. Um, I could I could sort of see that. But to your point, though, there's nothing like exactly like Metroid Prime out there. It's very unique. It is interesting because you see all the time people like, hey, I made this game that's like F-Zero or hey, I made this game that's like Mario 64 or Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. You, nobody's ever made a game like Metroid Prime. And I think it, it's unique. I mean, there are two other games in the series. Are you giving people ideas? Hey, yeah. If you want to, you, you, you could make a game like Metroid Prime. <laughs> Go make indie Metroid Prime. It is, you're right, that nobody's really done that, to my knowledge. Yeah, true. And our final question is from an actual human, <laughs> I think, maybe. Uh, don't assume. <laughs> don't assume. To be oh, determined. We had, show. we had him on our show, so I'm going to assume that okay. he's human. Uh, Monkey Thunder asks, what's your favorite musical track from a Metroid Prime game? That's a good question. I still gotta go with the main theme. For it's me, it's probably um, Fendrana, uh, Fendrana drifts. Fendrana drifts. Yeah, yeah. That's probably mine. That that was the one for me. Like, because I had like you were saying that the theme makes me nostalgic too. But when I was playing um, remastered, like when I got to that area in the game, and it just like when that music kicked in, like it felt like twenty years ago. You know. Like it felt like I was, you know, at my parents' old house, teenager playing that game on GameCube, you know, and, and that really, really made me nostalgic. Um, and I love like winter levels in games. Like I love ice areas and, um, I don't know. I just love that whole area. It's my favorite zone in the game. And, um, the other thing is it looks amazing. Mm hmm. Yeah, especially on the remastered version. Like, look, looking at looking at screenshots, just... it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I just yeah, I I love that whole section. I also love the um, the sunken uh, frigate, the crashed frigate area, uh, has really good music as well. Yeah, great music throughout the whole game, really. Yeah, uh. And with all of our questions out of the way, we get to move on to our first segment, which is second impressions of Metroid Prime Remastered. These aren't your first impressions. These are your second impressions after you've had a little bit of time with the game. And we've, we've kind of just been talking about that also whatsoever. But if you could give like maybe two or three minutes just sure yeah Yeah. what do you think of it it's really good it's really good uh it's the i mean it's metroid prime the the original one from the gamecube they haven't done anything content wise to the game they just made it look prettier and they've done such an immaculate job like bringing this game to the modern era it's one of the best looking games on switch i really do think that um 
it runs perfectly. It's like 60 frames. It runs like butter. Uh, you know, it, it, it just, they, they've nailed it. The way that it controls, you can play it with motion controls, like on the Wii version. You could do stick controls, like a typical like shooter with both sticks. You can do a combination of sticks and gyro, a la Splatoon, which is really cool. Um, and it just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just as good today as it was back then. I will say that one thing that um, I sort of had to like retrain my brain with, with this game is little things like how there's no autosave in the game. Right. So there have been a couple of times where I'll be playing the game and I, it's been a good 30, 45 minutes since my last save. And I'm like down to my last like energy bar or whatever. And I'm like, oh man, I really hope I don't die. I've made so much progress. Please, God, no. I don't know when the next save point is. And then you die and you lose all that progress and you cry and it's not good. Um, yeah. So that happens. So just pro tip, if you're playing this game, anytime you see a save point, save. I don't care how safe you feel you are. You're not safe. Just go ahead and save. Um, so there's that. There's also... Um, there's also stuff that I think a lot of players like the game doesn't hold your hand whatsoever. Um, you know, if, if you get stuck for like, I think 10 minutes or something, uh, the game will kind of like give you a little scanner update and it'll kind of point out like on the map kind of where you need to go next. Yeah. But for the most part, it doesn't hold your hand at all. And it can be difficult too. I think that, um, I was a little bit surprised. I'm just playing it on normal difficulty I was like, dang, this game is like a little bit harder than I remember it being. So I would actually recommend if anybody is coming into this for the first time ever, I would maybe recommend playing it on casual um, just so that you don't get frustrated. But yeah. there's so like, many things you like games that make you get frustrated. Because... Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Um, but it's got a lot of those kind of like old school design philosophies that that I think are really cool. I haven't talked to anybody yet who is like playing it for the first time. Um, most of the people that I know that are playing have, have played it before. So yeah, I really like it though. It's uh, it's excellent. And then for only 40 bucks, like it's such a no brainer. Um, it, it released and it's like instantly one of the best games on switch, just an all time classic. What a game. Yeah. I also want to take a second to just talk about the opening of that game compared to the mm -hmm. rest of it, because you open up that game and you're put on this frigate and then you explore the frigate and it's like you, basically what the rest of the game is. And then it starts, starts going down. And that's one of my favorite moments of the game is just rushing out as fast as you can to get out of the frigate before mm -hmm. you die. And it's, it's just fun. It's a fun game. And they do that classic Metroid thing where they give you a taste of what it's like when you have your abilities and stuff. And then they take and them away. All of them. Yeah. 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 That's what happens. It's so good. And I just, yeah, it, it reminds me of like how when you're kind of slowly getting your abilities back throughout the course of the game and like they, they do this so well in Metroid Prime. There's another thing um, that I should mention that is not typical of modern games is there's no fast travel at all. So you're going to be walking everywhere. And personally, I love that because I'm the guy even in something like Breath of the Wild, I walk everywhere. Like, I'm just that guy. I, I don't know why. I just like to walk in games. Um, I really need to play Death Stranding because that's apparently just walking the game. 
um which is okay with me like uh the spider-man games like i would not i never use the right totally yep i'm the exact same way yeah and and so metroid i think what it is is like when it feels really good to just like move around in a game like i don't want to fast travel anywhere i just want to do more of the movement so for me prime nails that especially when you get things like the space jump and um and you get your morph ball that has like a good speed boost to it and stuff like it just feels good to move around in that world um so but there's no fast travel and i think that some people might be kind of turned off by that uh but that that is something to kind of notate for people playing it for the first time yep and i believe that's everything so go get the game it's only 40 dollars. it's cheap compared to most switch games and it's just one of the best gamecube games one of the best looking games on the switch now and yep. i cannot wait to play it it's gonna be a fun and game. it's getting a physical <laughs> that's what i'm waiting for yes all right that means hey tyler you want to speak again for the yes. first time in like 15 minutes <laughs> yeah um we're gonna move on to our second set segment mustache master chef Really terrible, really hard to pronounce, and I'm sorry that I made the segment name so hard. It's not. <laughs> it's not for me because I am English. Um, I the first time we did the segment, I accidentally called it Mustache Master Chief, and that's the name for it. <laughs> Master Chief with a mustache. Master Chief for Switch. It, apparently, part of the Activision deal was also it wasn't just a uh, Call of Duty games. It's Call of Duty and just microsoft games are going to it's weird space. yeah like they they because the statement says two different things they they have like an image that says call of duty specifically and then the dude um i forget his name bill smith or something like that the the vice president of microsoft his tweet says um xbox games to nintendo systems so like that kind of implies that other xbox games are coming right so I mean, the tweet that I'm reading from Eurogamer says, Today's Nintendo deal relates to current and future Xbox titles for now, and then Activision Blizzard games if the buyout is included, says Smith. Right. Well, that so, makes sense. I hope so. That I'm excited for. I'm excited to play some of those. Hi-Fi Rush, maybe? Hi-Fi Rush? That'd be so sick. That I game is so good. That game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Mustache Master Jeff, we should, we should talk about... Uh, in this segment, we're going to be pitching our ideas for food based on the metroid series okay so right. my, my pitch is going to be uh, we, we have to we have to have a, a, a oh right yeah i forgot so the thing that we do on the segment is we have a random ingredient generator oh okay whatever ingredient we get we have to incorporate it into well so we have to incorporate this ingredient into the dish. Ravioli. We have to incorporate ravioli into the dish. Okay. Yes. There has to be ravioli in the dish somewhere. Okay. So, all right. I think I got an idea. All right, you go first then. So, you know the mother brain? I was yes. thinking of making a big meatball. <laughs> okay. Um, 
making it into the shape of Mother Brain, get, like, put, like, a bunch of raviolis around it to, like, make it look good. Carve it into, like, the brain shape, even though it already kind of looks like one. And then, like, use any, like, spices to make it look like the Mother Brain and, like, li- like a, and then, like, spaghetti sauce. Mm. What, what, what would you call this? Uh, the mother meatball. <laughs> the, okay. the, My mother's meatball. The mama mia meatball mother brain. The, the mother brain meatball. Yes. All right. Uh, so I'm thinking. So, one sec. I need to remember what something looks like. What? Um. It's not news. Uh, they, they look like this. That's right. So you know how you get upgrades in Metro games, and they come in like little capsules, mm-hmm. like two D Metro games. I'm thinking you just make like a capsule, you put some ravioli in it, and then you hide it in a random position, and then it's Metroid <laughs> ravioli. <laughs> so just um, you have to go look for it. So just Chef Boyardee. Just a capsule full of of ravioli. You go to the restaurant and you say, "Yes, I'll have the Metroid ravioli, please." And they, they say, "Okay." Bring out, bring out canned ravioli. And no, no. Then they then they hide it around the restaurant. And you have to go look for it. They say, "Okay, go nuts!" And you have to tear the restaurant apart, look like high and low, to eventually find your meal. I like that. An yeah. interactive element. I do or even like better, that. it could be at Super Nintendo World, and they could just hide it anywhere around the theme park. Yeah, I, I agree. That sounds to good. further simulate that Metroid experience of being lost and not knowing. I think where Super to go. Nintendo World is just Mario themed. No, there's Pikmin stuff there. There's Pikmin in there. Yeah, and they're they're adding Donkey Kong to uh, Japan and Orlando. I thought it was just Mario, but they couldn't name it Mario because it was there was already a Super Mario World. Oh no, no Nintendo owns all that. Nintendo. But I will say. Um, It'd be kind of funny if they did that and then like somebody else just finds your capsule before you do. <laughs> like, oh, hey, what's this ravioli doing here? But yeah, better, better throw it away. It's I got a free meal, I guess. Sitting under the seat and the Mario Kart ride. <laughs> somebody just finds it just laying around a random thing of ravioli. Uh, ravioli, you know, it's funny because when, when you first said like Metroid food, my mind went to a bunch of different places, but ravioli does throw a wrench in it. Um, yeah. I was thinking about maybe something, I guess, sort of similar to what Tyler said, but maybe you simulate the Metroid. Maybe the Metroid itself is a bed of like pasta because you know how Metroids have like um, have like the 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 three like red like little balls like floating around in it. So maybe it's like a bed of like green pasta with like the three like red sauced meatballs in it and then the teeth are made of ravioli or something is kind of what I'm thinking. So it like right. looks like a Metroid. I don't it know. It looks like a Metroid. Looks it like smells a Metroid. like a Metroid. It tastes right. like Walks ravioli. Like a Metroid. That's right. right. Delicious. Mama what, what, Mia. What, what is the name of your dish? Um, It'd be easy to just call it Metroid pasta, but maybe just like spaghetti and Metroid or something. Yes. Just call it All that. Right. So we got... The Mother Brain Meatball, Spaghetti and Metroid, and Ravioli Metroid style. <laughs> the, the hidden Ravioli. 
Oh my gosh. So yeah, we always end up off the segment by voting. So raise your hand if you think Mother Brain Meatball is the best. This is my favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Although shout outs to the capsule though, because the I do I, I just love the interactive element. I love the implications of that. Everybody's but, it, to this one, so, but Tyler's yeah. is my favorite. That, that's also what I voted for. So congratulations. Mother Brain Meatball. You were won the best dish. Your prize, you get a mother brain meatball. You get to make it now. Yeah, you get you get to go home and make that. <laughs> Post um, pictures in the Discord and yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we should make every everything that we've made on Mustache Master Chef is actual food. Yeah, fun. a cookbook. Sell yeah, that as a cookbook. Make a lot of cakes because most of mine are just big cakes that look like <laughs> games. Didn't I make one that was like green bean? It was like the green bean hill zone. Yeah, I made like a green bean cake. Oh man. That sounds yeah. delicious. Yeah, I think <laughs> that was know. me that made the cake. I, I, Collectible. I don't, I don't remember what that was. Uh, yeah, and that's that's uh, that segment. Now is the segment where we literally don't know what happened. This is Mystery Madness. Every month we get a we choose well we don't choose. So if you go onto our Discord, by the way, if we get a hundred people in our Discord, I have to play through all of Hollow Knight to hundred and twelve percent. That was a that was a sly plug. And I don't play Metroidvanias. We have to. So I'll stream the whole thing. Yes, you will. And it's gonna be terrible. That's the only oh, stream man. of yours that I'll have time to watch, probably. So basically the way Mystery Madness works is you can Submit your ideas for mystery Nobody's topics. submitting ideas. And react with since... a Waluigi emoji to the ones that you want us to talk about. So we have a whole bunch of ideas. All of them are from Flightsy. <laughs> He's good gonna, at these. Yeah, I'm going to click at the one that has the most uh, Waluigi faces reacted to it. And that's going to be our topic for the segment. What could possibly go wrong? Okay. <laughs> that's That's not a topic. Oh, like that was it? What could That's possibly go wrong? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of things could go wrong, I guess. Um, while, like, while we're recording this? Remastered could could be like Scarlet and Violet halfway through. Yeah. There. Could be what, Thanos snapped from existence. What could possibly that could be... go wrong? I, some things could go wrong. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom could be delayed until 2027. Pikmin 4 could, could be wrong. delayed till after your birthday now. No, Pikmin Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, Me- Metroid Prime Four could never come out. That's maybe that could already. Canceled. Sorry, sorry. That, that's... That, that already happened. Oh man! You know what would be so? It would be so wrong if the new 3D Mario game that they've been working on gets canceled and replaced with an F Zero game. I would be very sad about that. Me, everybody would. F Zero's trash compared to Mario, or just. I mean, I love F Zero, but I don't yeah, want to sacrifice Mario for F Zero. I would. What? <laughs> I'd sacrifice anything but Mario for F Zero. Sorry, you're telling me you would take a new F Zero over, say, Odyssey Two. That's what yes. you're saying right now. Yes. Oh, that's no, ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. No way. No way. I would. I thought you were an Odyssey fan. I am an Odyssey fan. That's the thing. I've, I already have Odyssey. I don't need another Odyssey. Yes, you do. I don't have it. I yes. haven't gotten a new F Zero. Yes, that's what everybody said about Galaxy. 
already have a Galaxy. I don't need Galaxy 2, and Galaxy 2 is amazing. Hey, it's okay. Galaxy 1's better. I oh. Agree. oh, you guys are breaking my heart. I don't have one to break, so go for it. <laughs> uh, what else could possibly go wrong? They could never oh. make another WarioWare. That would make me sad. We could never get any more five-star review shout-outs. That could go wrong. Yeah, it has gone wrong. I mean, the world could end. That, that would be... That could nah. go wrong. Five-star review shout-outs are what we're more worried about here. <laughs> yeah. Give a we're more worried about that. Saving the world or getting a new five-star review on your podcast. Oh, five-star review easily. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Uh, what the the next Nintendo console could be a Nintendo Switch U. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> well, you know, it, it is time. It, it it is kind of time for Nintendo to mess up. You know, we're just waiting they, on that they also just, to drop. Just gave a system update, which I don't. Why would they give a system update if they're planning a new console soon? I mean, what else could possibly go wrong? Every all the entire Mario movie. All the good stuff that's in the Mario movie has already been shown in the trailers, and everything else is just fart jokes. <sighs> yeah, huh? Is oh, right. No. no, let's not do that. We could we could lose all of the great games on the 3DS and Wii U eShop. Oh wait, oh, that's <laughs> that's already Mario happening. Five could stop existing. Oh wait, no, no. <laughs> so many things have already gone wrong. I can't handle it. I could get more updates. <laughs> now that's the end of the world it doesn't deserve love not a bad game it's just not a good the game. best game <laughs> yeah, fair enough uh, they they take Metroid Prime 4 and they restructure the entire thing to actually be Federation Force 2 yes that's it there is they, no Metroid Prime they, 4 they, they call F-Zero dead series oh, wait <laughs> Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo comes out the next direct and they just say we we have an announcement for the the future of the f-zero series and that announcement is it's dead we're very sorry please understand we're gonna start coming (laughs) coming and obliterating all f-zero games (laughs) all of the f-zero games on nso will be removed and every cartridge of f-zero and every disc will spontaneously combust the uh the big blue uh course or mario kart the, the the two F zero courses for Mario Kart will be patched out of the game. Maybe that's why they got the and new Yoshi Island course because they're gonna bring F zero because they're gonna right. replace F zero Mute City. No, they're replacing F zero Mute City with Baby Park. They right, just again. Game. Yeah, we've got fourteen lap Baby Park and twenty one lap Baby Park because everybody wanted did, that. Did you know if you? I tested this once. I did six laps on Baby Park. And then I went backwards seven laps, then I had to do eight laps again, eight regular laps to finish. <laughs> Jeez. We are doing that. Fun. We are removing F-Zero. We, I know, I, we understand that we've already announced F-Zero to come to the GBA app. That is no longer happening. Infinite Baby Park. Yeah. Every, yes, every course in Mario Kart has been replaced with Baby Park. Every course in Kirby's Air Ride has been replaced with Baby Park. Every course in Rocket League has been replaced with Baby Park. Every course in F-Zero. Has oh wait, no, F-Zero Park. isn't a thing anymore, sorry. Captain uh, Falcon has been removed from Smash as well. Uh, well, Waluigi took his place. Yeah, wait. <laughs> That's hard. Would I remove Captain Falcon? Depends on, his, Waluigi? Dep- depends on Waluigi's moveset. 
I think, yeah, I, I think I'd remove Captain Falcon to put Waluigi in. <laughs> anyway, that was actually a fun topic. Good job, Flightsy. You... <laughs> Someone else Work should out. submit topics. Preferably. I, I can't submit a topic because that's. Yeah, because we can't see them. Because, yeah. So far, I've, I've, I'm writing down like episode names, which are all quotes from the show. And so far, we've got <laughs> Ravioli Metroid style and what could possibly go wrong. We have to go with Ravioli Metroid style. Pretty good. There's a bunch of different ones. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Oh, it's, it's been fun. This has been a fun episode. Um, but we're not quite done yet. We have to go on to Fighter by Fighter, in our, where we're going through every Smash Bros. Fighter one episode at a time and placing them on a tier list. So far, we have Deep Breath. Mario is B, DK is C, Link is A, Samus is B, Dark Samus is C, Yoshi is C, Kirby is A, Fox is F, Pikachu is A, Luigi is C, Ness is A, should be S, Captain Falcon is A, Jigglypuff is G, Peach is D, Daisy is B, Bowser is A, Ice Climbers is C, Sheik is D, Zelda is C, and now we're doing Dr. Mario. So, so hang on, real quick. Fox is F? Yes, yeah. That's wild to me. Uh, and I do love that Jigglypuff is somehow G. That's pretty good. <laughs> I do. I like That's that. where she belongs. <laughs> um dr mario is to me dr mario is probably kind of like a d tier um now if it were dr metroid then we can talk <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah i i don't dr mario in smash i actually until seeing this i kind of for a brief moment forgot that he was even in smash at all i'm so. writing myself a note to put dr metroid in the thumbnail what is dr metroid it's dr mario but i replaced his face with a metroid obviously oh okay just samus with like a doctor's coat and like the little head you know stethoscope (laughs) uh well we put mario in b and i think dr mario is just mario so i'm putting dr mario in b he's he's mario but he's worse mario i I like dr mario i don't like him taking up a space for another character though that's the thing. Um, but I think if they had made like an alternate costume for Mario. That like, was just Dr. Mario. That would have worked perfectly fine. At yeah. If, if they had just made it like right. how they did for Zombie or Enderman for Steve. Um, right. They should have just put Dr. Mario as an alternate costume just with like the exact same Dr. Mario. Mario fans just, would be mad. So who cares? <laughs> I also think this Final Smash is kind of lame. I think this Final Smash is a bit lame. Mm. I, I like Dr. Mario's Final Smash better because pills. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Put... On this episode, we learned that Tyler loves pills. <laughs> <laughs> that is the name. That is the description. <laughs> Whoa. What did I do? This episode took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> I like big pills and I cannot lie. All right. Uh, I'll put Dr. Mario with Mario in the B tier. Which means overall, due to the law of averages, I don't know if this is actually how it works, but I C because yeah, two Bs and a D. I like, think C's good. That seems right. That makes sense. I, I I'm only putting lower than Mario just because he's taking up a 
space that someone else could take. C is our like most full tier so far. Got Donkey Kong, Dark Samus, Yoshi, Luigi, and <laughs> Ice Climbers, and Zelda. How and is Donkey Dr. Kong in C tier? Yeah, I I agree. I don't. I, Donkey Kong's higher than a C tier for me. Donkey Kong and Dark Samus and Yoshi and Luigi. Yeah. And I'm just mad about Ness being A because both uh the guest and I both said like S plus and Tyler's like nah he's C. <laughs> I Ness traumatizes me. Whenever I play against anybody, PK fire, I'm dead. That's it. Okay, but Lucas has to be S. Lucas can be S. Lucas was the first character in Smash Bros. that I ever played as. Anyway. So that's all for that, which means we get to move on to the Wobject, which is the interesting circumstances around Metroid Prime's announcement and release, R- remastered specifically. If you don't know, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you've probably watched the direct and you do know, uh, Metroid Prime was like, it, was, it wasn't even like, oh, I don't know what this is, and it just like black screen and then fades in. No, they were just like, the first Metroid Prime game is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Like, like it's just one of the headlines. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it wasn't even a mystery. They just, they just threw it right out there. It was, it was funny because um, it's been rumored for forever, right? And uh, the, the, the kind of like thought process was that it's actually been done for like years and they've just been like waiting for the right time to announce it, a.k.a. after Jeff Grubb had already bet that it would be at the last Nintendo Direct. And he said, like, <clears throat> I'll shave my head if it's not at the last one. And then it wasn't. He shaved his head and he was at the next one. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a specific attack, I feel like, on Jeff Grubb. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting, though. And then, yeah, to shadow drop it, because, like, you know, if you had told me that it was going to get announced here, it wouldn't have necessarily shocked me. But if you had told me that it would be shadow dropped, I'd be like, oh, wow, like, that's interesting. Nintendo Um, never shadow drops first party games. No, no, not usually at all. I'm trying to think of what other time they did that. They did it for Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix. Um, I remember it was so... It was, I think, E3 2016, where they didn't have a direct that year. Um, it was all just Zelda. It was Breath of the Wild. Was all that was their entire E3 that year. But they did a Treehouse Live afterwards, and during Treehouse Live, they just shadow dropped Rhythm Heaven. Yeah. So that was one. But yeah, it's not often. They don't typically do that. Um, like that was sick. that was. Seven years ago, almost at this point. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. And it also, I I think for Metroid, though, it really worked because, like, that was such a hype announcement. And, like, everybody was, like, you know, falling over themselves to rush to the eShop and buy it. And even people, like, I'm an idiot. I couldn't resist. I'm double dipping. Like, I got it digital and I'm going to get the physical. And I think they knew that there were going to be a lot of people who would do that. And I know a lot of people who were doing that. So, even though they're only charging 40 bucks, actually they're getting 80 bucks 
you know. It's also something Preston's doing when he's buying Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe when he had when he has hundred percent of it on the Wii twice. <laughs> it's a great game. Yeah, and it's like cool. I'll buy it again. Sure, yeah, why not? I mean, I did the same thing with Galaxy and the yeah. All Stars. So exactly. I guess I can't talk. I I decided to wait for the physical for Metroid Prime, and now I can't find it available for pre-order like anywhere this is, uh, dude, last time i looked gamestop still had it i don't know if they still do or not but they had it i'll check gamestop i also don't have a gamestop near me so that's yes, well you can it. order it online and have them ship it to you yeah oh. you have one like we have one like 10 minutes away oh really it's in i the, just never go to gamestop <laughs> it, it's, it's in the mall um, yeah. oh they're sold out now too yeah, yeah. Literally everything is sold out, which is good for the game. But it's like I also kind of want to play the game. Nah. Uh, I think I think they're gonna. You, you'll see restocks. I I think um I think they were surprised by how yeah. well. I wouldn't be shocked one bit. By the way, if this winds up being the best selling game in the Metroid series, yeah, like this sure. one, like because Dread only sold like three million copies. You know, Metroid's not some huge seller for Nintendo. It never has been. Like Dread right. became the best-selling game in the franchise with only three million sales, you know. Yeah. So. My uncle, uh, he doesn't own a Switch. He's like a primarily PC gamer. The only mm-hmm. Switch games that he's played are Breath of the Wild and Mario Kart and Mario Kart Eight. And he bought just the he bought the Switch games and then emulated it because he doesn't want to play it on the Switch. He wants to play it on 4K resolution. Yeah. Like, he barely ever plays Switch games, and this one he's like, I'm getting that because. Yeah. But like a person who doesn't even own a switch is going to buy the game yeah man yeah i think i think you're gonna see really strong sales like stronger than they anticipated because yeah you're seeing it the physical selling out everywhere yeah so yeah people are excited for this game and i'm excited for this game big and time you've already played this game <laughs> and i don't good. care <laughs> <laughs> it's real good you should play it <laughs> i agree uh and the other thing to talk about here is, have you you heard the theory that hey, the reason that they will shadow drop this and it's forty dollars is because they're also going to do the same thing with the second and third games in the trilogy. Yeah, although Retro won't be working on those, it will be the secondary studio studio that helped Retro make the. Right. Yeah, I hope they do. Well, and and there are rumors too. I think um, Jeff Grubb was like, yeah, two and three are coming, but they're not going to be like full remakes like this one is where they've redone like all of the textures and stuff like this. I hope that's not true. Um, I, I hope that they do wind up going in and like touching up stuff and making it as good as this is. Um, but I do think that especially as we're ramping up to four, like my first thought when they dropped this was, Oh, well they just bought themselves some more time for prime four basically. Yeah. Like, cause, cause the way I look at it, I'm like, cool. They can release two and three whenever they want and just like keep us kind of stringing along and then release prime four whenever. And we have those at least to play until then. Yeah. So, so they're, they're giving us something to snack on while we're waiting for a big meal. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me. I mean, I guess we'll see, but, um, I hope so. Cause like two and three, um, I have a lot of like nostalgia and love for one, but two and three, I have not replayed nearly as many times as the first one. So those would almost be like fresh playthroughs for me. It would be fresh playthroughs for me. I've never played two or three at all. Yeah. And they're both great. 
So, and, and it would be a lot of people's like first exposure because what you're doing here, uh, bring this game to the switch audience. Um, there are a lot of people who are playing this game for the first time and getting introduced to Metroid prime as a series for the first time. So this gives them the chance to like kind of catch up to the series. So yeah, yeah really cool. An opportunity for people like Tyler to buy the game. That's right. <laughs> Shaking his head. I need to buy the game because I I have like five games on my Switch that I never play. <laughs> five. That's funny. <laughs> At least. I have... At least five. Five At minimum. Least. I have like twenty different games ranging from like. Well, most of them are Ori demos, to though. Sonic Frontiers. No, I have I have like twenty four games on my Switch that I haven't played. So oh yeah, I have Sonic Forces on there that I just haven't played. I have yeah, mine's insane. Backlog. Mine is too. Yeah. It's too much. But with that, I believe we're done with the episode. So thank you, Seth, for joining us. If you want to really quickly yeah. plug the stuff that you do. Oh, oh, oh sure. Uh, gosh, I'm about to say, let me, let me try to do this in a way that is very quick. Um, so I do all in a Nintendo podcast. Of course uh, I do that with my co-host Eric. It's a weekly Nintendo variety show. You can find us everywhere. If you just look up all N a L L letter N uh, podcast, uh, I do a show called keep Nintendo weird. Uh, I'm also part of the carpool gaming team doing uh, the Nintendo drive and a lot of video content on their YouTube channel as well. So I do a lot of stuff and then I'll, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, all in has a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash all in podcast. I do a lot of stuff there. We got merch, we got, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff, a Patreon. So yeah, it, there, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot. <laughs> they make great stuff over there. Literally some of my favorite content on the internet and their show is the most high quality Nintendo podcast that I've listened to. So well, thank you. Thank you very much. Work real hard on it. Yeah. <laughs> Go check them out, and we'll see you next time when we go off the wall. wall.